hello, hello, hello. Uh, I wanted to record a message for you to help you get settled for the next few weeks. Um, I'm actually the one who edits and publishes the podcast, but I'm lost in the mountains right now, so main content episodes are going to be taking a little break. So I know that can be a bit upsetting, but I'm here to tell you there's nothing to worry about. I'll be fine. Let's just focus on all the great content coming in the next few weeks, okay? Uh, let's see. Uh, first, there's an introductory greeting from the company that I'm supposed to read. Um, welcome to Quid Pro Roll, a mystical place for small and tall ones alike, where fantasy and fun come to life. Quid Roll Entertainment is not responsible for earth tremor damage or death by dragon. If you believe the QPRD is responsible for any damage or death in this way, please submit a missing person report within 90 days to at Quidwell on Twitter or at QPR Podcast on Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. Now, that might sound bad, I know, but you've probably got nothing to worry about. Uh, the sounds here get a bit spooky at night, but you know what they say about the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, there's a lot stranger here than I expected. Uh, now, concerning the main feed, we'll be releasing weekly bonus content, well, like this one, uh, while I'm out here. So, so there's nothing to worry about here. And you should expect a return to the main plot sometime mid-August, as long as those deer with the six legs don't come back, or with that one bear thing. Yeah, uh, they don't tell you these things when you first show up, but hey, I've already made it a week. I'll check with you all again soon. Uh, check those socials, and remember, we have a free community discord at bit.ly slash goblin discord, and a Patreon at patreon.com slash goblins growlers. Alright, I gotta go. Gotta conserve what I have left of my phone flashlight. <laughs> See you later. Recording now. Is that how you're gonna? Is that the voice you're gonna use the whole time? Yes. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> this yeah. will in no way be weird. I am also recording. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. All right, uh, I'm not sure how to intro this, so Josh, take it away, buddy. We find our characters the uh, night of their successful heist in Tinkerhaven. Very yeah, successful. very successful. Absolutely no flaws. 10 out of 10 would heist again. Um, we find them in Tinkerhaven. Uh, they have just departed from Sophia Terrell's townhouse i had to take a moment to remember her name and i don't name uh, my characters that complicated of things you don't but that doesn't mean that i use those names that often so solinar has promised alita because alita seemed really down that he knows of a place where they can do a little bit of rooftop dancing
is where we open. And that is where we set our beginning to this scene. Solinar, trying to remember exactly where this place was. Like, different, different names are popping through your head. You're trying to remember, like, the, the name of the establishment. Was, that, was it the name of the establishment or the building next to it? That was the or proper the one. street. The name of the street. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, history for me really quick. Okay. Romantic history. Oh, God. Mm, I've rolled a four. Mm, good. And I think I've got like a plus two to history checks. So six. it's a total six. Six is one of the sexiest of numbers. The sexiest of numbers. The sexiest. I was um, going to make that stupid joke. <laughs> with confidence, you remember... The name Lucio's. Yes. Uh, and you are, you, are, you are certain of it. And it, after a few moments, you look around and you believe, uh, actually heading in the opposite direction of the, uh, the main bell tower in the city, um, you would find uh, this, this, this location. Yeah, it's, it's kind of on the outskirts of, not like on the outskirts of town, but it's not like, in the center of town proper. Like, you have to go out a little bit. We always thought of it as kind of the outskirts of town because when town is this big, getting out towards the edge is, especially when there's a lot of foot traffic, you're talking about, like, an hour and a half of just walking. Just walking. That's sort of been what's been happening. Are you sure you know where you're going? No, absolutely. It's... We go this way, and then we're going to take a left in like a quarter mile, and then we're going to take a right, and it's, it's basically right there. Like, it's, you know, it's not, it's not super close to where we were, but also it's sort of a unique location. So it's, it's worth the trip. It's definitely worth the trip. Alita's going to kind of like look around. Okay. Whatever you say. As you uh, begin making your way, um, towards this further off section. Although, although it was full confidence that you were taking your initial steps, um, the area becomes less familiar. You then see, oh, there's, there's a lot of good, like, flat roofs, but the buildings here are a little more squished together. Um, it's not exactly how you remembered it, Solinar. Uh, and... You also notice, remembering sort of where you are, you do recognize this area of the city, uh, the one thing in your head that you know the most about this area is, uh, it is it is often referred to as Rat Town uh, for a variety of reasons, not least of which the potential infestation. Really, really killing that role, Josh. I, okay, I was fairly certain that they had remodeled the street since I'd been here. But then we got a little bit further in, and now I'm remembering that uh, actually this is not a great part of town. I think the bar is still in this area that plays the music, and then there's the rooftop near it. But now that I think about it, I'm not sure. I thought it was on this street, but I think I'm missing a couple of turns somewhere. 
Uh, oh, you know what I could do? I, I know exactly what I can do. You, uh, you just hang on a moment and I will figure this out. And Solinar, uh, is there, are there any like street vendors? Uh, so, uh, there, there are two things, uh, that, uh, I will say both of you notice. Um, Solinar, as you're sort of like walking, uh, across the street, uh, you see, um, one person, very tall, uh, cloaked figure, although their, their hood is down. Um, and they, they, they seem to be holding some sort of, uh, softly glowing object in their hand and sort of speaking at it. Um, while, uh, Alita, you, uh, see, uh, a very, um, what almost looks like water trickling down into a, uh, a, a sort of sewage run. Um, Ew. Uh, though, as you as you kind of look a little bit closer, you squint your eyes in the darker, uh, but not fully dark light, um, and you you notice that that is just a a small stream of rats heading into the sewers. Oh, Ugh. one of them stops to look at you, and so you see it blink a few times before crawling back into the sewers. Alita is not as distressed by this as I feel like she would be alternatively just because, like, she lives in the woods, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's used to critters. She's just not used to critters looking like natural elemental phenomenon because of their density. That's a little intense for her. Intensity density. Intensity density. To the hooded figure speaking into their glowing orb, uh, Solinar is going to open with thieves can't and basically be like oh my mother's in the hospital i've got a lot of spare change and i was hoping that you would be someone who would know how to wear it uh and essentially the the phrasing comes off as Hey man, I know that you're minding your own business, doing something that I have no business paying attention to. Uh, would I be able to get some directions for you if I put a couple of coins in your pocket? Uh, as you as you approach, you see them very quickly. Like their 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 gloved hand wraps around the the orb that they're holding and it stuffs it in, into a pocket. Uh, they turn to face you, and you see. Uh, a half-masked face. Uh, they they look at you, slowly tilting their head. I hold my breath, but not before you can. It's weirdly As threatened. always in this city, we build the towers together from beneath the streets. Uh, saying to you in Thieves' Cant, um, your uh, politeness has been acknowledged, um, but uh, uh, you, you, should speak you should speak quickly that they are willing to help you out if you help them out with money. With money. Solinar, being instructed to speak quickly, says uh, it's... I'm trying to think of how he would phrase it in Thieves' Cant. It would be something to the effect... Uh, well, I will say also, uh, there would be that there you don't see roughly anyone else around uh, at this time. Only this person. 
Okay. So them them telling you to speak quickly uh, could also I, be interpreted as. Uh, I I think then Solinar will interpret that as drop the thieves can't and get to the point. Yes. <laughs> D- thank you, because for me that's that's where we are. Uh, Solinar I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> Solinar goes. I recall a place called Lucio's, where the rooftop near is good for some free entertainment. And he reaches into his pouch as carefully as he can, because the last thing you want to do is jingle your coins about, uh, and pulls out a couple of coins, mostly by feel, and I think comes out with a couple of of, uh, silver. Heck which yeah. is which is maybe a little more than he was planning on spending, but it's you know he's already shown the money, <laughs> right? Exactly, he's already committed. This person uh, looks. You can see that there the the one eye that is not covered looks directly down at the silver, then back at you, then over across towards the um, uh, where the sun is setting, uh, or I guess not where the sun would would have been setting. Rather, I guess it is already nighttime, um, where the sun had set, and you can see like the faint glow in that distance um you follow down this street lucio's is still there but it's a bit tired of these days they hold out their hand uh solinar drops the two coins in not wanting to have a perceived slight with this person (laughs) And then uh, kind of uh, does a tug of his own hood as if a tip of the cap and is like, have yourself a very productive evening. And then about faces. <laughs> <laughs> as, they, as they bow, uh, you, you see uh, a, a, a golden sort of pendant uh, jingle out from their, uh, their, their, their robe that they, or the cloak that they have on. Um, it does, it's not super recognizable, uh, but it, it does look, um, uh, like you, you do recognize that at least part of the symbol is like a crescent moon. Would Alita be able to notice that? Hmm, possibly. Would I be able? Uh, roll perception. To, yeah, there we go. 21? Yes. Um, you would definitely see that. Bright, shiny thing in a very dingy street. Um, it catches the, the, the little bit of the lamplight. Uh, in this area, uh, you, you, uh, Alita does recognize the crescent, uh, design, um, the crescent moon design. Um, and I would say with, with your study, you would, uh, recognize it, uh, almost curiously as the, recall it as the symbol for Corallon Lorethian, the god of the elves. Uh, not something you would see. Uh, usually in uh, such a uh, not elfy, not foresty place. I was about to be like, if it's Oladamara, then I I feel like Solonar should roll for that. But basically anyone else that's not like tier, it's going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> well, so so uh, interesting that you would say that, because as as you, Solonar, walking away, uh, it does the mask in your head triggers a memory of worshippers of Aldemara. Um, having been in the city before, but you've never actually met one. 
You wonder if what you just saw. Hopefully not an avatar. Ugh. Oh, this gets weird fast. Honk, honk. <laughs> so, with your new heading, you make your way down the street, uh, taking a brief turn to what uh, you can see is the same uh, old green-painted wooden sign of Lucio's uh, that is currently hanging uh, by one of its uh, two rope ties uh, over the street. Is the, is the rope in really bad shape to begin with, or is it just like it got loose at some point and nobody took the time to fix it? Uh, it looks like uh, at least the, the, the one that has snapped uh, looks like it, it, it properly like decayed over time and broke. Mm. Uh, the other one looks it seems to be holding on uh, pretty all right, though you can tell it's not doing the best under additional strain. Yeah. Do you've got mending? Uh, no, I don't believe I do, because Solonar can sew. Which is 80% of mending. That, true, right it, it, that is most of mending. It's sewing <laughs> and gluing, really. And he finds, it, he finds it a calming experience, so he wouldn't want to replace that task with magic. Alita's going to kind of like look at, the, look at it, and then look at Solonar, and look back at it. So there's another way up, right? Oh, we, we don't climb the sign. That'd be ridiculous. Yes, truly. Uh, how? Why would I ever expect you to do something dangerous and ill-advised? Oh well, we're still gonna we're still gonna climb things. Actually, I wanted to make sure that not only was this the right place, but that they were in fact doing music tonight. Because if they're not doing music tonight, then I need to come up with a plan B. Uh. You said that the place overall is not looking great. Like, not just the sign, but things in general are kind of like... You, you can see, uh, looking around, like the, the most obvious things that stand out to you uh, that, that you, Solonar, would be uh, just thinking on. Um, there's a couple people inside... Uh, and there's there's usually there used to be like a small line outside, uh, especially at this time of night. There is certainly no line. Um, however, you both hear uh, instead of any music, you hear weeping coming from inside. Oh, this is my jam. Someone actively crying. Uh, which is followed moments later by someone else walking out of the door looking uh, moderately uncomfortable and fed up. They roll their eyes and step into the street and disappear into the dust. Alita's going to follow the sound of the crying. Uh, that would take you right inside of Lucio's. Um, as the, uh, the door, which seemed to have had a bell on it at some point, uh, but you can see that that entire mechanism has just been like crushed and mashed into the door frame itself, um, leaving a, a very hollow thunk when you open up the door. Uh, looking inside, you see uh, several lights are facing onto a small wooden stage with uh, old and tattered curtains all around it. And sitting on a stool in the middle of that stage is a very fancifully dressed elf who is, just has both hands on their face, just crying. 
sobbing. And there's a couple people, they all seem to work there probably, uh, that are just sort of sitting around sort of trying to ignore. Uh, and then you see uh, another person is like, just brings this crying elf a, a glass of water or possibly something stronger in this fantasy setting. Alita going to have realized that she did this without thinking and has no idea how to go forward, just kind of like shuffles a little bit to the side, crosses her arms and sort of like looks around. Because she doesn't know that she can approach somebody that's on the stage. Like she feels like that's probably yeah. poor etiquette. Solonar, what is your current plan for your evening? Uh, you can tell with the 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 where the moon is currently, uh, and the and the dwindling light around, and even the number of uh, lamps that have already begun going out, your time is short. Well, and especially since the plan is to get on the road the next day, we can't exactly pull an all-nighter and just have a rager of a party. I think... Bar Sol crawl. Bar <laughs> I think Solinar uh, doesn't at first realize that Alita's going in. He's trying to think of, like, as he's hearing weeping inside, he's like, we're not getting music out of this building. So he kind of like turns around, is surveying the surroundings, thinking about where to go next. And then he hears the thunk of the door and he sees Alita like entering the building and then immediately like scurries in behind her before the door can close. Sees the person crying on the stage, sees the couple of people working, uh, decides that best course of action is approach the bar and order a couple of drinks. And while he's ordering drinks, because I imagine there's not a wide range of options behind the bar, given the state of things at the moment, uh, while ordering drinks goes, so uh, what's, what's happening with tonight's entertainment? Uh, a, a very uh, just dusty-looking dwarf um the 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 amount of of gray on their hair uh as well as just maybe on their skin too you, you wonder if maybe they just stood still for a couple months or years um they they uh turn around and offer you uh two glasses full of uh you can only assume to be a a very a slightly watered down beer um as that is probably the only thing you're going to get here well, old uh, all over there was supposed to be performing tonight, but someone ran in through here and stole his flute. It was a bit sudden, and uh, they seemed to sneak through the crowd and disappear rather quickly. Uh, we probably would have had a better response had all not just burst into tears. Why is she crying? Uh, I, I, I'm, I haven't asked. I'm assuming the flute. I am, I'm not the best with, uh, dealing with other people's emotions. You've picked a terrible job for that. My understanding is that's a whole thing with being a bartender. I just make the drinks and I stare at people blankly while they talk to me. It seems <laughs> to get the job done. Ah, you're one of those good listener types. It's what they call me. Mm, makes sense, makes sense. 
is uh did anybody recognize the person who who did the running through is it one of the local toughs or um i I mean i remember their outfit that's that stands out in my head it's like a it's like one of those chestery outfits a like mask and everything with the jingly bells on the hat well, maybe not the jingly bells and a mask, but they, they certainly had the little like like the, the diamonds and the and and the floofy uh shoulders. Oh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've never seen a jester live myself, but you two uh you out out for a a, a night freshly engaged, I'm guessing. No. <laughs> no, 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 not engaged. No. Uh, so, uh, 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 running away from your families, I take it. No, not not eloping either. No, we're uh, we are tourists who were just looking for some dancing, and we'd heard that Lucio's used to have a line around the building and that about the only way you'd get to dancing if you weren't there right when Lucio's opened was to uh, climb up on one of the nearby rooftops. Oh, yeah, we tried to install a fence, keep that from happening. Uh, We got yelled at a couple times, but, you know, uh, I miss those days. Um, we don't get a lot of musicians here. Uh, All was the only one that was it's pretty regular these days, but without her flute, looks like those days are over. Can't, can't you just get another flute? I, 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 my understanding is that they're fairly common instruments. Oh, not this one. It's, it's big and shiny. There's... I like things on it. There's also a little bit of a, especially in a town like this, there's something special about an instrument that you've had for a long time. There's a familiarity that comes with that. You can't just pick up any flute and play it like it's your flute, as I understand it. Uh, as, you, as, you, as you speak of familiarity, uh, his, his eyes kind of squint at you. And he goes... Speaking of familiar, you look awfully familiar for a tourist. I thought you were about to be like, you look, speaking of familiar, you look awfully familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Familiarity. For a tourist. I don't know why that. Tourists don't usually get recommended to Lucio's. But I've been here since we opened. Uh, So I remember every face. Not well, but I remember them. That sounds exhausting. Well, yes. <laughs> That's why I generally don't talk. I, but you're my only customers at the moment, so I'm engaging. I don't know why I would look familiar, since we are but simple tourists. I mean, I'm sure I, I've noticed that uh, cloaks with hoods and people looking shifty is kind of a, just a general aesthetic in this area. So maybe, maybe that's why I seem familiar is because I, because I fit in so well. 
That's probably it. Mm. I'll take you on that word for now. But uh, if, if you want any food, we got stew. I guess a romantic meal there. And, uh, I mean, you've got such nice outfits on. I, I just figured you two were out on the town doing some sort of, uh, exciting soiree. We just came back from a very boring party where nothing happened at all. Ah, uh, see? S- seeking excitement for the night. I understand. Uh, we don't we don't have a place to facilitate I that here, other than I guess I the rooftop. I don't know that I like either your tone nor what you're saying. Um, that I would ask you to pay first. I, uh, <laughs> pardon? Pay for your drinks. Pay for your drinks first. Uh, Soon, before I say more things and get you to leave. I, uh... Solinar pulls uh, four copper out of his coin purse, and he's like, this, this should probably cover it, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. to, like, nab them from you. Uh, I, don't, I don't know explicitly that we're doing what you're talking about. I guarantee I what you whatever he's about. thinking about, we're not doing. So what, what are you, like... We, we just wanted to dance, What kind man. of tourists? You want to dance... Well, you're in the wrong side of town. The only performer in several blocks is up on stage, minus her flute. Now, I, you really want to dance tonight? You're going to have to find a flute. Or make your own music, I guess. But it looks like you two are pretty against that. That's not impossible. I, well, I can't make my own music. I'm not, I'm not much good with instruments. Well... Then my statement stands. All is the only performer. It's all we got. She's going to turn. So this was a lovely thought, but I'm pretty sure that this is everything in the cosmic universe trying to align to tell us that this is a bad idea. No, 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 no. This is, this is a roadblock. And what you do when you find a roadblock is you climb over it. And then people yell at you, hey, that's trespassing. And you go, yeah, but that's okay. And they're like, no, I'm telling you that's trespassing and you need to stop. And then you go, I'm sorry, I can't hear you anymore. I'm too busy doing this thing that I'm doing. So what we need to do is figure out this flute situation. And then we'll have the dancing because that's what we came out here for. We didn't come all this way just to give up on the thing we came here for explicitly. Solonar, are you okay? You, you, you took a bit of a left turn there. Solonar, hey. Quid Pro Roll is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. 
Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>